Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. With ADHD, we get to hear a lot of advice on how to get past our various symptoms. Sometimes that advice isn't so bad. Sometimes it's even pretty good. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. But more often than not, the advice that we get with how to deal with our ADHD is just terrible, downright bad. In this episode, we're going to be exploring some of this unhelpful advice and what makes it so bad. And hopefully we might be able to turn it around into something that we can actually use. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash 142. Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a way to better hit all my nutritional needs. Then it quickly became a staple of my morning routine. And that's been one of my favorite parts about using AG1, just how easy it is to use and how easily it fits into my life. With one scoop of AG1, I'm getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day right. It's important to make sure that you're getting a variety of foods in your diet, but with ADHD, making sure that happens can be difficult. With AG1, you're giving yourself the nutritional insurance to make sure that your body is getting what it needs every day. AG1 helps me offload worrying about what I'm eating and helps me focus on the things that I actually need to focus on. Right now, it's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com ADHD. Again, that is athleticgreens.com ADHD to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, keep on listening to find out some of the worst ways to manage your ADHD. During my prep for this episode, I was doing some searches for bad ADHD advice. You know, figuring out the things people were actually saying about how to help with ADHD that, you know, weren't really working. And I started out by using those exact terms, bad ADHD advice. But to my horror, I realized that if I took out the word bad and just searched for ADHD advice, I actually got better results because now I was actually seeing the kinds of advice that neurotypicals were trying to give those of us with ADHD. And that's the problem we're dealing with. So much of the advice out there for ADHD isn't written by people with ADHD. It's written by well-meaning people who think they understand what it means to have executive dysfunction. The way this kind of advice can come off also is going to be very dependent on the context that it's coming from. On this channel, I give a lot of advice that could come off as unhelpful if I wasn't also providing a lot of context on how we can still implement the advice with our ADHD brains. For example, just take something like using your calendar. Using a calendar is absolutely something that we should be doing to help with our lack of time management skills. But getting the advice to just use our calendars so we don't forget is fairly eye-roll-worthy. Or maybe someone just tells us we need to set a reminder. Yeah, I set lots of reminders, but guess what? I still forgot the thing that I was supposed to do. And that's the key here. Not only is the context important, but it's also important that we're acknowledging the struggle that's involved with implementing the advice. We have to acknowledge that it's not as simple as just writing a to-do list. And we get into trouble from this because we're also looking into advice that isn't designed with ADHD brains in mind. Before I really dived into my ADHD, I still wanted to be more productive. I knew something wasn't right, and so I turned to any productivity expert that I could find. I tried doing all the things that I was supposed to do that neurotypicals claim will boost productivity. 
a lot of the time, this advice is not only not catered to ADHD, but it is also kind of antithetical to the ADHD experience. Nonetheless, when we listen to this stuff, it can get lodged into our brains as the right thing for us to be doing. The only thing that we should be doing, even if we feel like that particular method is never going to work for us. I remember in college going to the library with the idea that if I just sat in the study room long enough, that it would eventually make me bored enough to buckle down and really study. Hours later, not only had I not gotten anything done, but I was also so mentally exhausted I didn't have any executive function left to try anything else. Not being able to follow neurotypical advice isn't a character flaw, and we just need to focus on what works for our brains. We also have to keep in mind that ADHD is a spectrum disorder, meaning that we are all going to have slightly different symptoms and different levels of those symptoms. We each have our own unique flavor of ADHD. And that's before considering any of the comorbidities that are going to be coming along for the ride. This means that we're also going to always be running into advice that doesn't necessarily work with our brains. For each of us, there's going to be some typical ADHD advice that just isn't going to work because it doesn't mesh with us. Maybe you hate time block planning, or the idea of using accountability to help keep you on track makes your skin crawl. Again, it's focusing on what works for our brains so that we can do all the things that we want to do. But let's get into the bad advice. And boy, did I find a lot. One of the most common ways that we get advice is that we just need to, and then we can just fill in the blank there with any number of things. Just need to use a planner. Just need to focus. Just need to make a list. Just do a little bit every day. Just keep a journal. Just buckle down and do it. This advice is so frustrating because it completely hand waves away everything to do with having ADHD. The reason we're not doing those things is because we can't just do it. Yeah, it would be great if I could just decide I wanted to focus and I could just do it, but I can't, literally. I mean, the condition is called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for a reason. And my deficits in executive function and time management skills are what keep me from following through with all my intentions to do the things that I'm just supposed to be able to do. Even things that I know are going to be good for me to do are going to be a struggle for me to keep up with. It's not just doing the thing. It's the strategy around doing the thing that I need. Another piece of advice that goes hand in hand with this one is if you really wanted to do it, you'd do it. This isn't always advice. Often it's a condemnation of our character, but it can come out in the, hey, you just got to want it more kind of way of advice too. This always reminds me of sports broadcasters crediting one team's victory with them wanting it more. And it's like, really? You think that was the deciding factor that one team wanted it more? Of all the factors that go into who wins these kind of events, the desire to win was the most important thing. Of course, the desire to do things plays a huge role in what we're able to do with our ADHD. But the thing is, I could very badly want to do something and still find myself stalling out due to my executive dysfunction. And with the advice to just do the thing, the issue here is that it isn't just that simple. Now, the piece of advice that I see that produces the most laughs for me is to make something a habit or a routine, like brushing your teeth. Now, I'll have you know that at my last dental checkup, I did great. No cavities, and the dentist said my teeth looked pretty good. But that can be kind of unusual for me, and this was not as a result of having brushing my teeth down as an unconscious habit that I just do every day. It's the result of implementing a ton of strategies to make the whole process easier so that I'll actually do it. So having the advice to make something a habit like brushing my teeth always makes me laugh because that seemingly simple task is something that does not come easily to me. I mean, I wish it did, but that's not reality. I also get a laugh out of the advice that something is going to take less than five minutes, then I should do it right then. Well, first off, I have severe deficits in my time estimation abilities. 
There are a lot of things that I estimate are going to take less than five minutes that often take me far, far longer. I also have a lot of things where I think it's going to take me forever to do something, when in reality, it literally takes seconds, which is why I have a pile of coats on my floor instead of taking the time to hang them all up. But additionally, I can't afford to let myself get off track doing another task that's going to just take five minutes because I can be pretty sure that when I finish that task, I'm not going to be getting back to what I was just doing. And now I'm laughing to myself because I was going to take a quick break from writing for a little bit, but decided to write one more sentence, and now I've done an additional three or four paragraphs after I turned off my music. So it kind of worked out in this case, but really I should be taking that break. There is a lot we also hear about ADHD that is often paired with this unhelpful advice that isn't quite as harmless. We might hear that ADHD doesn't exist, or that everyone is a little bit ADHD, which is kind of the same as saying it doesn't exist. And this undercuts all of the struggles that we go through with this disorder. While it is easy to see the spectrum of ADHD traits in people who don't have it, that isn't the same thing as saying everyone is a little ADHD. Yeah, everyone can lose their car keys. Yeah, everyone can lose their keys. But that's something that I'm going to do every single time if I don't put them exactly where they're supposed to go. Yeah, everyone can lose track of time. But I'm always going to be late if I'm not putting in the systems to make sure I'm reminded of when I need to leave. When we're being evaluated for ADHD, the criteria isn't about whether or not we experience the symptoms. I mean, it is. But it's also if we experience those symptoms chronically and if those symptoms impair our daily life. ADHD is a disability, and it can be incredibly impairing for us. Sometimes it's easy for me to overlook how impairing my ADHD can be, but that's only because I'm on medication, and because of the number of strategies that I've developed to help mitigate my ADHD. When I'm off my medication and not following my strategies, I'm a mess. And even with all that in place, I still have ADHD, and it can still be a struggle. This idea can also manifest as someone saying that ADHD is just an excuse for you to be lazy. This version is especially insidious because it preys upon a fear that many of us with ADHD hold. It's incredibly easy to mistake ADHD for laziness from the outside because you can't see executive dysfunction. But it's also easy to mistake it from the inside because it feels like if we just had a little bit more willpower, then we could do all those things we want to do. That if I were able to just try harder, that it would happen. But of course, this isn't the case. If we could solve executive function just by trying harder, we'd have solved this long ago. We already try incredibly hard. ADHD is not an excuse for laziness. And when we really look at laziness, it's not so clear-cut about what's even going on. Laziness is defined as the disinclination to an activity or exertion despite having the ability to act or exert oneself. But often when I'm being lazy, it's because I don't have the ability to get myself to do those things I want to do. We often call ourselves lazy when we're doing things that our body and mind actually need. But taking breaks and letting ourselves recover isn't lazy. With ADHD, we're often trying a lot harder to get the same amount of work done as our neurotypical peers. And that means we're also going to need more time to recover. And so we often label ourselves as lazy because we're not doing the things the neurotypical way. But we need that recovery, and we need to do things in ways that work with our ADHD. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, 
Much of the ADHD advice available is not written by people with ADHD and doesn't consider the context and struggles of individuals with executive dysfunction. ADHD is a spectrum disorder with varying symptoms and levels, and advice may not work for everyone. Individuals may have preferences or aversions to specific strategies or approaches based on their brain types, so it's important that we consider all of these aspects when giving and receiving advice. Two. Common ADHD advice of just do it or if you really wanted to do it, you'd do it oversimplifies the challenges of ADHD and doesn't take into account how the symptoms of ADHD are going to prevent you from following through on that advice. 3. ADHD is real and an impairing disorder. It's not an excuse and it's not laziness. ADHD symptoms are chronic and significantly impact daily life. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Feel free to connect with me over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go over to the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash 142. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do so is to tell someone about the show, especially if you think a particular episode would resonate with them. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send it to your bestie. Or consider supporting me on Patreon. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon to find out more. And now for your moment of dad. I was thinking about trying to invent a thought-controlled air freshener, but my friend told me it was a dumb idea. But you know, if you think about it, it makes sense.